Eaten the Oven by David McGrath. Brendan snapped his banjo string in Sharon's vagina the first time they tried to have sex. There was blood everywhere. It spurted out of his willy like it was a super soaker 5000. The two of them raced to accident and emergency. The bed sheet wrapped around Brendan's waist dripped blood the whole way there. Holy Mary, mother of God, cried a nurse. It's his willy. Sharon shouted, mascara melting down her chin. It's his fucking willy! <laughs> Brandon's official first time was against a wall a year earlier with a different girl whose name he couldn't remember. In plain sight to thousands of festival goers. He had met the girl only that morning and a few cans later was one minute talking about her beautiful eyes and the next kissing her. She tasted like spearmint chewing gum and grabbed his hard willy and the upper hand in the experience stakes. Not to be outdone, he pulled down her jeans and attempted to stuff himself inside. <laughs> he thought the mechanics of sex would have been like magnetic attraction if something would just click. But it didn't. He concentrated, trying to line things up down there. <laughs> Take it out, boy, went to Garda, tapping Brandon on the shoulder, even though what he was being told to take out was not technically in. <laughs> he was a bit relieved if he was being honest. He had been badly prepared. Porn was a load of bollocks. <laughs> For the rest of the summer, Brandon worried he would be in the newspaper for riding in public. As cute as his friend started all was, his mother would have fucking crucified him. Nonetheless, he counted it as his first time, even though technically it was nowhere close. Sharon's official first time was around the same time as Brandon's. The Oedipus complex is when you want to kill your father and have sex with your mother, went the fella involved. He had just finished his first year at university. Eventually, he touched her knee. And the electrocomplex, he went. Will I get this for you, went Sean. Please. Sharon took off her bra. Jesus! <laughs> Went the fella, grabbing his crotch and making a moan. And that'd been that. <laughs> she counted it, and the pressure was off. Brandon thought he might never be right again after the, well, the incident. It took two operations to get it all back together and a circumcision. They had to go to England to get it done. Word went around. Men were squirming in solidarity from Ballybeck to Barrytown. <laughs> Sharon thought no boy would ever go near her and have a joiner of doom again. <laughs> it's okay. Not your fault at all, went Brendan to her in his hospital room after the operation. 
You have to preheat the oven before you put in the turkey. Went his father. Actually, went Brendan, it's probably Hollywood's fault. The way they portray sex, it's like you can just wham, bam, and thank you, ma'am. What film do the protagonists talk about the importance of a properly lubricated vagina? <laughs> you should write a strongly worded letter. The surgeon was in the room too, doing his best to maintain professionalism. You mustn't masturbate or engage in intercourse for six months. Oh, you can be rest assured he won't, doctor, <laughs> went his mother, giving Sharon the evil eye from across the hospital bed. <laughs> Brandon's father giggled in the corner. In the six months of recuperation, Brandon and Sharon went to the cinema often. They bowled and went for Sunday afternoon walks. They laughed a lot. After the incident, sex was the easiest thing to talk about in the world. There was a scar on the will. Poor Mark. He's Mark there, Mark. He shouted to her every week so that she could see the healing. When the six months were up, they both actually had sex for the first time, breaking a bed right away, breaking it into shit. Brandon's parents were in Cyprus, but the neighbours heard it two doors down. It was the first time, but absolutely not the last. They done it in nightclub cubicles, in a clean storeroom at Sharon's sister's bar and wedding, in the back of a cinema, on the back of a bus, in the back of Sharon's Peugeot, on an overnight train to Belarus with four other people listening to them in their carriage, in several swimming pools across the globe, on three of the top five beaches on the planet, and on a 14-hour plane journey to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> After the travelling, they got jobs and found their own place. They broke shelves, a coffee table, two shower doors, and a sink. <laughs> they were the very butchers of zippers, hooks, buttons, straps, and elastic. They dripped strawberry sauce and licked chocolate treacle, ate edible underwear, dressed up, left the boots on, role-played, had angry sex, celebratory sex, hungover sex, delicate sunburned sex, naked last all night sex, quicker and late sex, sleeping sex, beat the couple next door sex, birthday sex, rough sex, soft sex, foot, road, screwed, shagged, banged, bald, and made love. <laughs> they got married and tied each other up, erratically massaged, used oils, pearls, beads, feathers, whips, paddles, inflatables, added post-its to the Kama Sutra, and had three children together from all of it. But having children didn't slow it all down one bit. It just made it more of a challenge. A bit of creativity was needed. Cloak and dagger sex. Friends of theirs planned date nights and kept sex diaries to make sure they were having sex at least once a week. Brandon and Sharon thought this hilarious and played on, going down on each other on drives, sex in dark car parks on the way home, sex in the car on the side of the M50. 
everything was cold but writing. Mommy's tired, or Daddy's tired, or Sharon, can I have a hand up here with this? <laughs> the kids grew up and went to friends' houses for birthday parties, down the cinema, down the pub. It was becoming easier again. The three of them were out at feelings. The youngest was 16, but they let him on, it being Halloween and all that, a reward for doing well in his exams. They told him only drink bottled beer and instructed his older sisters to keep a good eye on him. Brendan had sent a text that morning telling Sharon he wanted to ride her hard enough to place first in the Grand National. <laughs> Sharon had picked up the bridal half price on the way home. <laughs> it crashed down on the couch, sweat soaked and naked, except for Brendan's cowboy boots. The belt for his holstered cap gun and Sharon's bridle. Brandon squeezed the tip of his willy. He noticed the scar. Do you remember that night? Of course I remember. Your mother hated me till the day she died for it. Me and my vagina a doom leading her baby boy astray. She didn't hate you. She fucking did so. For 30 years, that woman gave my vagina a wide berth when we were in close proximity. I'll make sure I noticed. If someone offered me a billion euros for this scar, I wouldn't take it. A billion? A billion. You're full of it, Brandon Dunn. You ain't full of nothing. Haven't eaten all day. Do you want some toast? No thanks, Cheryl. <laughs> Brandon sauntered on into the kitchen bare arsed and made himself some toast. Sharon took the cushions off the fold-out couch and prepared it for round two. It was, went Brandon when he came back into the sitting room, without shadow of a doubt, the best lesson I ever learned. <coughs> he lay down beside Sharon on the fold-out. <coughs> what lesson? There was shouting outside, screaming and crying, and the young lad was shouting, Don't fucking touch it! On repeat. The front door burst open. There was shuffling in the hallway. The middle kid stormed into the sitting room first, dressed as a witch. She'd been crying. She put her back to the wall and didn't say a word. Her mother and father, naked on the fold out, didn't even register. The oldest one came in next, dressed as a cheerleader. She looked around at the candles and the rig outs on the both of them. Jesus Christ, she said. What sort of fucked up family is this? <laughs> the young lad came in behind her in his cowboy costume, blood soaked. Blood all over the legs of his jeans. Blood all over his face and his hands, his fly on gone, walking in like a little shot in the groin John Wayne. <laughs> the young girl from down the road followed him in. She was dressed as a Cherokee Indian, mascara and war paint melting on her chin. I think I'm fucked, went the young lad. Not even close, went Sharon. <laughs> Brandon stood up. 
like the real John Wayne. The holster, the cowboy boots, and the scar to prove it. <laughs> what did I tell ya, son? He went with a mouthful of toast. What did I tell ya, eh? Always, always preheat the fucking oven. <laughs> and he got the car keys. Ha <laughs> <laughs>